What's up, guys? I'm Sky. And I'm Kamisha. Welcome to Multiversatility University. M-U. Hey, everyone. Thank you guys so much again for joining us on another episode of Multiversatility University. Um, Kamisha and I are just really excited um, for your continued uh, partnership, your continued listenership. Um, and it's really you guys that have, that have made this uh, podcast such a success. So we are eternally grateful for that. Um, we have a wonderful guest joining us uh, today, Dominique Martin. Um, Dominique K. Martin is a loving, outgoing educator who prides herself on her success as a mother, instructor, mentor, and speaker. She believes in expanding your mind, caring for your body, and exploring the world. Working with children and helping others has always been Dominique's goal. During college, she served as a youth dance instructor, Girl Scout leader, Sunday school teacher, Joshua Generation Mentor Program CEO, and worked with Thornton Township Youth Committee. Dominique received her Bachelor's of Arts degree in education from St. Xavier University in May 2013. She graduated magna cum laude. In August of 2013, she began her career as an educator for Chicago Public Schools. That little girl that once struggled with low self-esteem turned into Princess Damo with the confidence of a queen. It was then that she decided to combine her love of children, teaching, dance, the arts, and community service into her girls' mentor program, Call Me Queen. It has been Dom it has become Dominique's life mission to help nurture young ladies, help them overcome obstacles, and reach their full potential. In 2019, Dominique became an author, writing her first book. Crown 20-something is a memoir and self-help journal that tells the story of how Dominique went from Little Miss Perfect to Little Miss Battered, Bruised, and Lost. Dominique has always mapped out the perfect life, yet somewhere along these 20-something years of life, she realized that life would not always go as planned. In 2020, Dominique co-founded an event decor and event planning business with her big sister. Sister Sister Royal Creations LLC serves the Chicagoland area, bringing joy, celebration, and glam to all they encounter. Dominique is definitely about her business, but one thing's for sure, you can always find Dominique loving God, herself, her family, friends, and young queens. Let's welcome Dominique Martin to the mic. Welcome. Hi, guys. <laughs> How are you? We are well. How are you? Great. Good. So, Dominique, we know that you are um, an educator, um, a mom, a mentor, all of these wonderful things. And so um, we were, Kamisha and I, we were having um, kind of a discussion around parental engagement um, with all of us being educators. Parental engagement is always um, kind of at the forefront, right? Um, of course, we have our students. We have our um, the curriculum, we have the workload, meetings, all of those things, but parental engagement is such a huge topic. And so we really wanted to um, have a chat with you and just kind of see where, where do you stand with parental engagement? How has that been going for you um, being a young teacher? Okay. So parental engagement has been quite interesting lately, especially with the remote learning going on that we have here, at least in Chicago, 
I know in some of the other states, people have gone back into the buildings. But um, especially now with the pandemic going on and things like that, I feel like I have really got to know some of my parents. Because it's like now the teachers and the education system is actually involved or actually in the home, right? So um, we have parents that even though they usually don't encourage it or hop on, you know, and have their little conversations or um, have that opportunity to ask questions and things of that nature. So I feel like with the pandemic, we've actually had an increase in parental involvement. Um, Mm -hmm. That was like one of the biggest struggles I feel like as a new teacher was getting students to actually be involved. And I know it can um, sometimes depend on the community as well, because some parents tend to be more involved versus others. Um, It can be a bit of a challenge to reach out to them. And sometimes it's not necessarily because they don't want to be involved, but because they... um, don't have the resources so their phones may be off or um they may have some difficulty with internet connections so it's a lot of different factors um that are involved but parental involvement contacting parents that's something that i've always prided myself on um parents have my phone number I don't need you to call the school, call me directly so we could get to the bottom of it. So I think it's a very interesting topic and I'm very excited to dive deeper into it. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because we were talking about some of the advantages actually to um, being virtual or being out of school. Because even for like our school, uh, we are in the building. However, really outside of being with students, we're encouraged to do everything virtually. So like conferences have been virtual, admission stuff is virtual, like so many things are virtual. And to your point, I've noticed not even so much an increase, but just sort of like an ease with things that people can just, you know, hop on from home or not have to rush from work (laughs) if they have an appointment time or... You know, I've had parents outside on the phone um, chatting with me. And there's just this level of ease and comfort that I'm interested in how when we return to things, because I I would like to say that versus um, go back to normal, because a lot of stuff was not normal. But as we return, what are those things that we can hold on to that, like you say, increase the parental engagement and best serve the students at the end of the day? For sure, uh, Kamisha, I agree that some things should remain after this uh, pandemic. Um, One being, so at my school, we held um, 
our first round of uh, parent-teacher conferences, of course, they were all virtual. And just um, having that that space and that time for families to not necessarily have to take a half day or um, have to leave work, travel, and then go back kind of thing. Like I had a dad that popped into a conference room and was able to... Um, hop on to the zoom or you know the meet or whatever and just kind of um work it that way or i have um you know families that are constantly on the move and so just being able to um pop into zoom via the phone feature or actually the video chat has definitely um been helpful for us at my particular school and i even asked um the head of our division i was like well can can we keep that thing i know certain things have to flip back to regular quote unquote but i think that one is one we should definitely keep for sure yeah i think it really gives um parents a better opportunity because at my school in particular, the there's generations at the school. So maybe moms, cousins, grandmother have different siblings or relatives staying in one household. It's very difficult from them um, for them to get from one class to the next and then go to the third floor then back down to the first then to the second is like all over the place so technology has really created this like positive environment where parents are a little bit more relaxed especially for me so I have a two-year-old he's very busy it takes me a long time to get ready now. So it's like my regular time, if I'm in a rush, you know, I usually could just throw something on real quick, run out. That has like been out the window. And that's something I think um, as educators or even admin that we have to kind of take into consideration when we're thinking of parents. Not only do they have this one student that's sitting in the classroom, they might be responsible for other children as well. So I think um, that the technology has definitely played um, a positive role in the parental environment. And um, even with um, parents just hopping on after a meeting, so we're wrapping up class. If it's something that the parent doesn't understand and they want to help with the you know, learning or help push a certain skill, they're able to even sit with the student once the other students um, get off to get some advice from me or pointers. And then it's like they have that aha moment together. So that's something that I love that nice. was, you know, not really something that we could do in the classroom because we're walking all the students out to the door we're waving goodbye and that's it. It's not like that learning opportunity there for the parents as well. Like even with our um, beginning of the school year, open house, we had a lot more parental involvement with that as well. So um, other siblings were able to participate. We did a math scavenger hunt. I teach math. So I'm always, <laughs> yay math, you know. So we had like an increase in involvement in that. And then the parents and students, they were excited. They didn't have to take time, you know, to go warm up the car. And then especially all this crazy weather we have here in Chicago, yeah. 
it just makes things a lot more easier. Yeah, it's interesting because in in the um, all these deficits and behindness and kids not being in many ways is also and Sky said this, it's making things more equitable for many people and many students. And there are students that are thriving um, and doing better in this environment. And it's interesting to hear that as well, you know, um, while there are some families and parents that are stressed out and overwhelmed, there are also some people, like you said, this is just giving them a better opportunity to be a part of their child's educational journey. Definitely, Kamisha. Um, just having, uh, like Dominique said, having that space to to pop in and get an understanding um, in ways that they wouldn't before, right? Versus like emails back and forth or, um, you know, a phone call, but having kind of that access to the um, to the same education in real time that their student is given, um, that their student is getting, I'm sorry, has definitely, I feel like, uh, benefited families as well. I think it is definitely, um, it has increased kind of like that, that parental help uh, confidence for sure. Um, especially with, uh, and Dominique, you said you teach, you teach math. And so I can only imagine how families are like, what is really going on <laughs> with, <laughs> with the way this math is taught nowadays, right. right? Because we were taught one way and that's not exactly what common that's course is doing <laughs> But, um, just having that access, I feel like is so beneficial for families, um, so, Dominique, I do have a, a question. When you um, so pre-COVID, uh, what were your what was the parental engagement like for you? I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but can you expound on that for okay. us? So pre-COVID, I did a lot of things through like phone calls, text messages. Not so much, you know, that really um, comfortable. I guess I would say relationship with the parents um but some of my students I've had for years so I like when I first transferred to my school I started off in third grade teaching all subjects and then I'm like I really want to teach math so then I ended up teaching fourth and fifth grade math so now I've had students for third fourth and now fifth grade so I really um, developed a relationship with those parents. So like they'll text me, you know, on the weekend, hey, such and such is having difficulties um, with this assignment or they need help with this. Or I really want to know where they logged in, you know, did they complete that assignment? So I feel like I've always had an open relationship with my parents. Um, I feel like it makes it easier now for the other teachers to do the same. But as I understand because as a parent, I know I wear like multiple hats and I'm always going here and going there. So I like to put myself in the parent's shoes and try to um, make myself 
available to them. So like some teachers, they're like, okay, it's 345. Do not talk to me, you know. Um, I've <laughs> always had an open door policy. And I know sometimes we do need that day where we're like, okay, we're just done. So I don't want to make it seem like, oh, teachers always have to give all their time. No, we need moments to ourselves as well. But I've always tried to um, keep um, that level of comfortability that parents are able to reach out to me. And even students um, would email or ask questions and things of that nature. Do you feel um, as a parent and teacher, has it made any um, sort of perspective changes for you or even in terms of a boundary as a parent and boundaries as a teacher, particularly with, um, I don't know if, I don't know if our boundaries are less or more um, this past year. I think what's interesting for me is definitely not having the typical interaction face-to-face with parents um, does, does make them feel some kind of way, especially at my age group, in some instances, it's it's a child's first time coming to school. So I definitely feel like there's been a level of anxiety with that, um, particularly for first time parents. So what do you, um, you know, what is your experience having, you know, being both a parent and educator and in terms of like boundaries? Because it seems like you are very open and willing to, um, to help and assist. Yeah, I think boundaries are important. So like my first year of teaching, I was like in a very toxic environment and I had not even realized it. And it wasn't the parents, it wasn't the students, it was the administration. So it was like they put all of these heavy responsibilities on me and other teachers as well. Like I will literally walk past classrooms and see teachers like crying their eyes out because they felt like they weren't doing enough and I will see how devoted these teachers are. So like it took me a while, but at some point I'm like, okay, I have to set boundaries and limitations. I have to make myself available for myself as well. Like I'm here for my students. I'm here for my parents. I'm going to do what the admin require of me. But I also have to remember that I have to live for myself. I can't help others if I don't help myself Mm -hmm. first. So self-care has become like a great part um, of my life now because it's like I need a moment. My brain will explode. I'm going to go on overload. (laughs) I'm not, you know, setting these boundaries. So it like got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm not taking any work home. So I'm Mm going to be focused on my prep time when I finally have one because I get canceled often. (laughs) My prep time, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get my grading. I'm going to give my students feedback. I'm going to take care of all this paperwork that I need to do. Because me carrying this heavy bag, breaking my shoulder is not going to work out. So, I mean, it's a little bit different now because now I'm sitting at home in my office. I transformed one of my bedrooms into an actual office. So, of course, I'm taking the work home now. But even still, it's like set a time. 
when am I going to dedicate this time to my son? Because he needs me as well. He hasn't been going to daycare. He's only two, but he's very bright. So I have to make sure that I have time to instill things with him as well. And it's like he has the time scheduled and calculated in his head. He will leave me alone for a while. He'll let me teach my <laughs> lessons without interruption most days. But then it's like, if I move into my party planning mode and I'm trying to event plan or somebody comes over trying to pick something up, he lets me know, like, no, mommy, this mommy, we're playing with this mommy, we're doing a puzzle, something he's going to let me know that they are now intruding on my time. So I feel like I've kind of got it under control now with the balance, trying to um, balance all my different aspects of life. But it can be difficult. So that's why I understand when it's hard for parents, you know, to not be at every meeting or every basketball game. So I, I get it. And being a parent definitely has shown me because I'm like, now I feel like half of my time, probably more, is dedicated to this other little human being now, especially um, being a <laughs> toddler mom. I can definitely see that while I'm not a parent, I feel like your experience, um, it sounds like um, your experience has definitely um, caused a, a mind shift for you, a mindset shift. Um, and so like you, you're just like, before I understood, but now parents, I definitely understand. So um, it sounds like it's definitely about striking that balance between being available, certainly for your student and families, but also, you know, being available for yourself and your family. So definitely. I think, um, so I, when I first started uh, teaching, I... I couldn't find a balance. I'll say that. Like it was, it was a bit because I wanted to certainly be like there for every single parent, every single time. Right. Um, but as you learn and you grow, you realize while I may think I'm superwoman, I'm not. And so, uh, just being able to, um, uh, strike that balance that you were talking about for yourself, Dominique, for me trying to strike that balance. And like I said, while I'm not a parent, I still need to be able to balance, you know, other things. Prime example, like now um, I'm in school again. And so just having that balance of like time for myself, time for my studies, um, but also letting uh, families know, like, I am here for you. Um, like I have a family who um, the mom is a doctor. And so sometimes her hours are a little bit cray cray. And so um, just being able to kind of pivot and adjust for that family, sometimes those situations are needed. Um, and I think that that helps uh, with parental engagement while on the outside that looks like that family does not care when in actuality they're doing the best that they can. And so they may need some additional uh, steps from us as their child's teacher to ensure that, um, you know, we're still reaching out, we're still doing what we need to do, but then they're also still being heard, even within their 
um, per, with, even within their personal schedules. I think that's very important, especially now it's important um, to support those students who usually might be used to more involvement from their parents because we look at it as, oh, are the teachers having parental involvement? Sometimes we forget that key factor of how the parental involvement is affecting the children. So yes, it's great for us to be able to discuss grades or curriculum or um, attendance with the parents, but we really have to take a step back and look how that parental involvement is affecting the students as well. Because I know I've spoken to some parents and they're like, oh, well, originally um, they allowed me to work from home, but now I'll be going back in. So I'm used to working from home, sitting next to him and being able to assist or answer any questions. But now it's a little bit difficult and you might see some of the students' um, participation starting to decrease because, you know, we like to put on shows sometimes. If my mom's right there, I want her to see how much of a scholar I am and answer <laughs> the questions. And now that she's away at work, I can, you know, be a little bit more lax. So um, I think it definitely has an impact. And I think um, this is something that our generation and, of course, the students have never really experienced. So it's just like a learning experience for all of us, learning to support each other um, as students, parents, teachers, admin. Um, it's all new for all of us. So just trying to make sure that we all are giving ourselves that time that is needed because even the students – we want them to get their work done, but we also, you know, understand that they are children and they're going to need that escape, especially um, since things are, you know, quote unquote, out of the norm for them. So just making sure that they have that um, mental space, that they are comfortable and well, as well as for us as teachers and parents as well. Yeah, as we... Um you know, collectively transition back. I I hope that on all levels we do consider and hold on to the things that are uh, best practices. I think we're learning that there's different things now that are uh, best practices, also um, creating more equity when it comes to parental engagement and um, life balance. And I'm hoping, you know, really that conversations continue and that um, particularly administrators and those people who kind of make the decision makers uh, really take a look at the things that can be modified and work best for um, all stakeholders. I couldn't agree more. Definitely. Um, it is certainly time uh, with most things in education right now, actually most things <laughs> in the world, period. But um, specifically when we talk about education, um, and I've mentioned this before, that this is definitely a time to kind of step back, uh, bird's eye view, reassess 
um, you know, some things that we've been doing kind of traditionally or um, just kind of doing because we saw other people do it um, in education and just really nailed down, um, Kamisha, like you said, those best practices. Um, what has truly worked in this environment? What can we carry over to um our uh, readjustment, I don't want to say getting back to normal or the new norm, but what can we carry over to our readjustment of life? And so just kind of um, carrying those things over, tweaking them, continually making them better, um, and really ultimately getting back to what education is about and that's serving um, families, students, and communities. Yeah, and I think, you know, at least I could, you know, speaking for myself, I think people are really paying attention to, we're paying attention to what our fellow educators are doing. We're paying attention to how different schools are handling things. I, I think that um, educators are really making note. And I anticipate that there will continue to be huge shifts. Like I know um, we talked about this um, with tech. There were people that just were like, I'm out. Um, and I think that, um, right. you know, as we continue to be, uh, I think the schools that are really putting teachers first in many ways and really um, making sure that we're taken care of um, places that are, you know, being more equitable and taking care of students, I think uh, educators are paying attention to that. And I think people are going to start you know, not necessarily leaving the career, but definitely thinking about where they want to be and who they want to work for. And so, I, again, I hope the decision makers are are taking note and paying attention. <laughs> I agree. Um, education has definitely been in the forefront, especially with the pandemic. Um, even, you know, Joe Biden is talking about it. It's um, headline news. Everyone's talking about the CPS, you know, will there be a strike? Um, do we need to show up in person for our students? So there's definitely more of a focus on things. Um, I definitely would say that I've become closer to my colleagues during this time. It's, it's funny to say that because we're not physically together, <laughs> But it's like, you know, we have our text message groups um, at the end of the workday. We're, you know, discussing things. We're venting to each other. We're giving each other ideas, you know, on how we can improve or what our best practices are. How can, um, you know, we implement that or things that our coworkers are doing to help, you know, push what we're working on. So it's definitely um, been some different changes, you know, adjustments, but I would say that they are helping us to move in the right direction. Some things, of course, would be great to be as they were in the past, but I feel like with the career, like education, it's always changing. So we have to just always be used to adapting and doing what's needed. I couldn't agree more, Dominique. Um, I'm sitting here and just kind of thinking about um, some final thoughts and education, educators, whether you are um, directly in the classroom or whether you're an aide or whatever role you play in education, I think 
um, one of the um, kind of requirements should be that you are a uh, pivot agent. <laughs> you need to just always be able, um, be able and willing is one thing to be able to, but not willing. And so just being able and willing to um, make the necessary adjustments to make sure that um, students are always kept first and that um, uh, students and families and that we are always, always serving in the best interest of those two yeah, parties. I, mean, sure. I was going to say, I agree with you. I think there's been a solidarity and a support amongst educators. And I wouldn't necessarily say that um, we have rivalries, but I do think I've been in environments where people uh, keep to themselves or they kind of have um, almost like intellectual property over what they do and they're not really collaborative. And this time, this past year has really I think the the educators and the systems that have really thrived are the ones that are willing to say you know I need help with this or I need this support or I need this encouragement like I know uh you know tech I'm okay with it but I had to like reach out to Sky for like okay what are you know what what's the best recording videos on you know um, how are people doing this with three and four year olds? Um, you know, what's the best way to have gap? I mean, so I think, um, you know, in agreement with you that that is something that has really been outstanding for me. And again, I hope it's again, it's something I hope that even when things do reopen, that we don't kind of go back into our classrooms, if you will, and shut the door, but that we still continue to have like, open door policies, um, you know, just across the board with each other. So again, holding on to those um, positive things that have come out of this experience. Definitely. Well, um, any final thoughts, Dominique? Um, I think we've pretty much summed everything up. Um, <laughs> I also look forward to the continued growth the continued um, sharing, you know, positivity. I um, pray that we are able to continue to support each other, that as we continue to go back into the schools, that everyone's able to remain safe and that that parent communication would continue to grow and flourish. Absolutely. Well said. Thank you, everyone, again, for joining us. Thank you for supporting us. Hope you gathered some great notes from this episode. As always, I'm Kamisha. I'm Sky. School is in session. <laughs>